It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. It's 2015, it's the Custard TV podcast, and um, I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website, thecustardtv.com, which no doubt you've been visiting an awful lot in between the New Year, Christmas, all that guff. Um, now, a bit of a change on the podcast this week, unfortunately Matt and Gary cannot commit to another year on the podcast, so I'd like to spend this time introducing you to our new podcast team in London. It's Larry. Hello, Larry. All right, Governor. And in the north, we've got Pat. All right, Pat? Oh, right. <laughs> so hey it's, it's Luke, Larry and Pat on, <laughs> on the new look custom TV podcast. How are you, guys? Thanks very much for this wonderful opportunity, Governor. I really hope you do the voice of the entire <laughs> podcast. Luke, Gary and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. We can drop the ruse. We're not messing with your melons, man. It is what? Gary and... Well, I do. But well, I, I'm podcast. best now. How are you? I'm best, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> was only melons, a lot of time before you had to switch. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah I've got a couple of maracas, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Did... It... <laughs> Did anyone on the podcast have any TV-related pro- uh, presents, i.e., uh, you know, something to help you watch TV, a box set of any kind? I got oh. Utopia Series 1 and 2. Oh! <laughs> no, I DVD. got... I got cutlery... No, and, Betamax. And, ...and a new coffee mug. So, no. <laughs> the, cut- the cutlery is presumably to cut yourself with when you realise how awful your presents were. Luke, what did, what, did, what did you get? Beats headphones as well because I'm cool. Does he want them back? And no, it's Dr. Dre's headphones. He's lent them. We'll give them back. Phone. He's fairly famous. He could sue you. It's the Custard TV podcast. What hold on, hold on, hold on. That does mean that you forgot to forget about Dre. So. That is the most contemporary 2015 <laughs> reference we've had. So he probably only thinks it's from the early 90s, though. Like everything. <laughs> Isn't it? What, no? Christmas may seem like a distant memory, even though I'm still wearing my Beats headphones and playing different music in every room in the house. Only two weeks um, ago. Shush, mate, you're ruining the ambiance. Um, ambiance? Yeah, we've got a little Before bit. Before that ambiance. I also got it for Christmas, uh, Ode to Ambiance. Um, <laughs> Is that your own line of perfume or something? Ambiance. Uh, Gary watched a lot of box sets over Christmas. Uh, before we get to what those are, um, I basically was impressed by the wrong man's. I thought that was the best thing about Christmas, although I can understand the somewhat of the criticism that came in. But it was I watched it. I didn't watch it separately. I watched them as a sort of a two-hour film 
uh, for lack of a better word. Right. Only breaking in between for a Ferrero Rocher or three, and an after eight. Um, so they might have had some um, way in the, into the way I was feeling, but I really enjoyed the wrong man's. I think that's the end. I think they know it's the end. James Gordon obviously going to America, mm. so that was a good yeah. send-off for it. I enjoyed it. Other than that, I remember very little else about what was interesting on TV. Even the Christmas EastEnders was a damp squib in comparison yeah. to the New Year. The New Year one was good. I did write a little article on the website about the the figures being down significantly on last year. Like Mrs. Brown's was the highest rated program, but got about it. two million less than last year. So mm. everyone like well, you, how, Gary, was yeah, watching box it... sets. How does it get that high in the first place? What we should I mean, be it wasn't, it wasn't it as out in front as it was last year. I mean, EastEnders didn't do too. I think that was second, wasn't it? It didn't do too badly. Yeah. I watched virtually no ITV at all. In fact, the, thing, the first time I switched ITV on was Monday for the for Broadchurch, but I really didn't have any time for anything that channel was doing over the festive period. I'm, I must admit, I can't think that I ever watched ITV either. Um, what were the box oh. sets, Gary? Uh, well, I, I finally got round to watching Fringe Series 5. Contemporary. Uh, contemporary, yeah. Uh, I re-watched uh, Game of Thrones Series 4. Contemporary. Uh, the others will come up in a so, section. Hang on, Gary. Time. Gary, you're what? re-watching stuff, and there's so much stuff that you haven't seen. Uh, on those hard drives, <laughs> and I'm might... not even sure whether they exist. You finished the missing, didn't you? Finished the ah, yeah, I did finish the missing. Um, I what happened was after the last podcast we did of 2014, uh, mm. I caught up and watched. Ended up watching so five episodes that, that yeah. night. Five. Uh, okay. Yeah, five. five. I got absolutely hooked on it. Hang on. I think, hang I think, on. Can I just stop you there? No. This was the same bloke who last year on this very podcast said about the missing. I think I'm struggling with it because we're not used to sitting down and watching yeah, but... things for a full hour. Then he watches five in a row! <laughs> I don't know who he is! It got me! The thing, I, I think there was a certain episode, I can't remember exactly what episode it is, might have been episode three or something, but it just totally got me. Um, I was absolutely hooked on it, and I just kept going, and I think, you know, it was, it was great. Absolutely great. I was a little bit disappointed with Doctor Who. Whilst it was a decent episode, it wasn't quite as good as other Christmas ones that I remember. And I think the fact that they kept going back to the Clara uh, storyline with the bloke that died, whose name I can't remember now. Danny. Thank you, because it was sometime. Oh, it's good to be back, isn't it? It's good to be, <laughs> good to be back. Um, Nick Frost as Santa Claus was pretty good. Uh, I don't think anybody else particularly... It was all that. a bit Inception-y. There was a yeah. bit of a thing in there. You know, Were they really dreaming? If Santa wasn't in it, it wouldn't be a Christmas special at all, really. It's like, no. I think Moffat wrote the episode and then was like, oh, it's oh, Christmas, we, it's we need Christmas. to put... Santa, there you go. Let's yeah. get Nick Frost. So whilst Doctor Who was a little bit disappointing, the, the two highlights of, of Christmas for me were the Black Mirror Christmas special uh, and the Charlie Brooker uh, review of the year or the wipe I of the year. I found that a bit disappointing, if I'm honest, Charlie Brooker's review of the year um i don't know you are, you are alone and wrong but i like the i like the ending of it with the blockheads but i don't know i just it's the, like the... he hadn't spent as much time on it as he as he does normally no, he, i i really like black mirror as well i thought john ham was very good i didn't like black mirror oh you and you not liking programs here we go i thought it I was it, it was all right i thought the the sort of the middle bit sagged and una chaplin was wasted 
Yeah, I didn't like much of her storyline. I'll be honest, but, but the I others were very good. Faith's ball was great. The last, the last bit in particular was really good. On Christmas Day, it was an odd one because um, my brother was back and we watched uh, Doctor Who. Uh, he'd never seen an episode of Miranda before, so that was quite an experience. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> life he's lived up to. Yeah, day. you ruined um, it for him. He was like, that was weird. What was that? But he quite enjoyed it. He thought it was quite funny. So, sorry, Gary, you haven't found a new friend there. Um, yep, and then we watched the Christmas card list Then we next. watched a bit of the Chaz and Dave special on Channel 5, obviously. And then we watched uh, the documentary about Frozen, even though we've not seen Frozen. Let it go! rubbish but we enjoyed it this was a lot right. of drink and then uh, eastenders obviously and then actually the most entertaining thing uh, on christmas day for me was uh, alan carr's special on channel four i thought that was just the sort of you know it was light-hearted anarchic there was a you know there was quite a few guests so it never got repetitive okay. and everyone just sort of got into the spirit of things really and also uh, Sharknado 2 I watched on Christmas Day, so that's very festive. Uh, oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. There's a Sharknado 2. In every generation, there's a cinematic event that changes everything. This is unprecedented. A phenomenon that challenges the social norm. I've never seen anything like this. A spectacle that brings people together while taking the world by storm. If you are told to evacuate, make sure that you seek shelter. They say lightning never strikes twice. Ah, f*** it. Who are we kidding? Go kill some sharks! Ah! It's happening again. You really think there's going to be one of those shark storms here? Yes! This is the Big Apple. Something bites us, we bite back. Sharknado 2, the second one. Even the Sharknados are tougher in New York. It is time for Matt and I to shush our pretty little mouths. <laughs> I enjoy that. As yeah, uh, it's you, time you weren't for actually shushing though, were you? <laughs> no, not at all. It's time for Gary to head, I was going to say west, but I've no idea. What way is it? It would be west, yeah. Is it amazing? I'll cut that out. Gary goes it's west. Time for, it's time for Gary oh, to go good. west. You know, but he is adventures. the king of wishful thinking. <laughs> well, of course he is. Yeah. Another contemporary <laughs> reference there. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, good to bring those you. other hits. No, you can't. Uh, Tracks yeah, my okay, tears. Go west. Tracks yeah. Faithful. We close our eyes. We close our Don't eyes. look down. Yeah. Amazing. Well, right. they are Gary. Do a go west medley. For now, Gary goes west as we look at what America Car is doing. Prime have picked up uh, four recent US shows, uh, the first of which is called Halt and Catch Fire, which is a show about the 80s PC boom. Uh, I've watched the first episode. It's a bit slow and a bit drawn out, but uh, it has just been recommissioned for a second series. Uh, they've picked up a series called Rogue, which stars... Um, oh, somebody. here we go. Yeah. It's, no, it's um, a British black woman. Um, was it Sophia Canedo? No. Naomi Harris. No. Naomi Harris. Oh my no. God, What's it called? You're, Rogue. You're wrong. Rogue. Yeah. If I'm you can just look looking that up. it up now. Yeah. Good you. I didn't ask. Watch last ten minutes of this. It was terrible. 
but uh, Matt can, can look that What up. is the Thandie Newton? One, Thank you, Thandie Newton. That's the one. Uh, the third of which is called The Red Road, which is very good. Uh, it stars uh, the bloke who played Drop. Oh, it's all <laughs> happening again, isn't it, Matt? I love this. I love being That's back. I've got Amazon Prime open, so I can now look at you. His name's not important. He played Carl Drogo in Game of Thrones. Nikolai Osterwaldo. Oh, I was going to say him. I had yeah. him on my <laughs> thing. Don't on the tip of my tongue. Just stop that. But he plays a, a local Indian. Now, this is Indian as in North American Indian. Uh, so th th that was very good. I've watched the first episode and I have started the second one today. Uh, so I'm going to be going back to that. But it's pretty good. Uh, and the last of which is a, a US series called Turn. I think it's based on the first spies in the War of American Independence. Um, it actually stars Jamie Bell. British actor. Of, of Billy Elliot. Of and Billy just Elliot. while you're on this subject, even though we're shushing and not getting involved, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon, Amazon Prime had a massive influx yes. over Christmas of loads of people just subscribing. And I have to say, Netflix and Amazon Prime, they need to try harder. I'm sort of getting bored of both and, and the output. Well, I think Amazon Prime are adding more new stuff and they're, then they're where the new stuff is is more obvious than Netflix. But do, spend... do, do we want their own shows, or do we just want decent, you know... Well, I think we want a mixture. I think the new shows bring in new audiences. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but this Mozart in the Jungle has pulled in quite a few... What new... the hell is that about? Well, it's about, a con... it's about a new conductor in an orchestra. I uh, unfortunately, Amazon Prime have also cancelled Chris Carter, he of the X-Files. Uh, they've cancelled a show he did called The Afters, which was an Amazon Prime pilot last year that was going to get a series, but he's now not going to. It's, I thought it was just the second series of The Leftovers. No. So much for shushing. Uh, two <laughs> big American series returned to E4 last night, both doing very well on the ratings. Supernatural, which returned uh, after a couple of years on Sky Living and at least, at least a year without even being shown on UK television. Uh, series 9 returned to E4 last night with half a million viewers, uh, which was pretty good at 10 o'clock. And the second series of The 100 returned to over a million viewers, which when you consider what it was up against last night at 9 o'clock, uh, it was on terrestrial TV. I think that's very good. That's built a decent audience. I know it's something that um, it's something that Deb's talked about, wasn't it? She's a big fan of that. Um, so uh, that's important. Um, there were two shows that I did watch over Christmas that are going to be no. on. They are. Um, one of which is the excellent, and I know Luke will not like this, the excellent How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. Um, this is showing on the Universal Channel and is written and created by Shona Rhimes, who created mm. Scandal and Grey's Anatomy. The, the, it, it, the, first, the first episode is... It's, what's great is the fact that's hidden throughout the first few episodes of these flashback scenes. I'm happy to tell you that in episode nine, which was the mid-season finale they had, those flashbacks actually form an episode. So it's not flashbacks that never go anywhere. They actually form that episode. So similar to those people that have said, and it's been compared to this, do you remember Memento? How, you know, the, the flashback scenes and the they sort of, if you see the film rang backwards. This is kind of similar. Um, but they're obviously good things. Uh, I, I really like it. I cannot wait for the return in January um, on the Universal Channel here in, in the UK. Uh, the other TV show is a show that's going to be starting on Sky One, I believe, this Friday, called Ascension, uh, which I believe is the sci-fi channel in America. Don't go anywhere near it. It's terrible. It's about a uh, NASA ship that was sent into space about 50 years ago, uh, and the crew and the, the crew and the people are kind of living in the 1950s in space. 
Um, and and on Earth, nobody, very few people know about the project. And they've been sent on like a hundred year mission. It's not very good. There's a few recognisable actors and actresses in it. Nobody really shines. Um, It's pretty poor. Okay. Luke doesn't seem to know what mid-season US television is. Do you, Luke? Well, how uh, is, do we have a comparison to it here? Because I've not, not really. Like... Well, no, because no. we do and we don't. There's two very big things that happen in, in America. I mean, the, the term mid-season starts with the fact that most American television starts in what's called the autumn schedule. So September, oh, October at the latest. Oh, fall, yeah, well, we call it autumn. They call it the fall. Yeah, but we're talking about the American TV here. so surely Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking yeah. about, yeah, but also sort of relating it to an English audience. The One of the things that happens specifically in America is firstly, shows take a big break around about Christmas. Some shows do return in January like they do in, in the UK. Some don't return till later into the year, sometimes into March or June or July. Um, but mostly what happens in January, like like in this country, you get new shows. And these shows were commissioned last year. They were previewed last year. They were on the upfronts, which is where American shows, new shows are shown. But they've been kept back to what's called mid-season. Uh, to give you an idea of a couple of ones that are coming out in America, um, if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, AMC are doing a spin-off called Better Call Saul, after the dodgy lawyer Saul. Um, it's set prior to the episodes of Breaking Bad, so it's not a prequel, but That's it's the set... the bit that worries me a bit, because I don't know where they can go. Although, if you've seen Breaking Bad, you know what happens to Saul. So well, indeed. So you know, A lot of people liked him as a character. There's a great new show on Fox called The Last Man on Earth, and yes... It is actually the the part I've seen the preview. It's him walking around a very empty baseball stadium, with the fact he's the only man on earth. Uh, not quite sure how they're going to do this. That's what it says on the tin, then. Yeah, I know. Pretty I know much exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, fans of the superheroes <laughs> will. I'd be happy to know that uh, Agent Carter, who appeared in the recent Captain America film, has got her own spin-off show from Marvel's Agents of Shield called Marvel's it, Agent Carter. Who stars in that? Uh, a woman. Is it Haley Atwell? It is Could be. If you knew, why did you ask? Interesting. Channel Four, who show Angels of Shield here, have said they will definitely not be picking this up. Which yeah, I've heard rumours of Netflix in the UK picking it up, which again will be interesting. To finish off, some returning American shows on and uh, on and uh, one new. Oh no, all returning shows coming up on American television this week. If you're a fan of Scandal, like I am, Series Four is starting on Sky Living this Friday. Also back this Friday on Fox is the season twelve of NCIS. Uh, series 4 of Hell on Wheels is on, on the TCM, which I think stands for the country... Turn, turn. turn classic movies. That's it, well, well done. We shouldn't have stopped, in because I would have loved it. <laughs> what were you going for? Well, I thought it was Turner something movies. I forgot the classic. No, bit. you were going to say the country, country. music channel. The country you? music channel. <laughs> that's on the 11th. Uh, that's Sunday. Uh, next week, uh, Series 4 of Lena Dunham's Girls will return on Sky Atlantic. And also, for the 10th season, you can watch Bones on Sky Living. And uh, there you are, Gary has come back east now. Oh, well, then it was seamless. Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. The Custard TV, live. You know how much we love Broadchurch. We have spoken about it with great affection. I have held it so close to my nipple it could suckle. I I enjoyed it. (laughs) That's an image I'm not going to get rid of. Uh, but we were all, I think, admittedly uh, sceptical about its return and whether it needed it because the story was told, even though some of us, only me, weren't happy about the eventual conclusion. How can you um, 
promote the final episode of the series with the word closure and then start this one with the end is just the beginning so we didn't get any closure at all because the end is just the beginning um i was swept up in the excitement about broadchurch itv mentioned it a couple of times it was impossible not to get a little bit of excitement in that uh tv based belly of mine in regards to it however however i felt i just felt though and you've read my reviews and spoken out on twitter most of it irritated me to the point of eight weeks seems a long time because all of all that's happening in this in this secretive first episode just none of it is really of interest to me there's no questions that need to be answered really there's no mystery element not that there needs to be it just feels like the mystery element's been added on because that's what did so well last time it just screams of this did well for us chris chibnall please write more and we will put it on and promote the hell out of it first off i do not think that chris chibnall has been ghosted or or kind of uh brought in to write something that he didn't have an idea on he knew what he was doing okay yeah i i was not at all ashamed of Broadchurch 2 i thought it was brilliant I thought it was inspired the way in which they brought in the twist of the fact that uh, the killer of Danny Latimer actually appeared to say not guilty on the stand. Why is uh, that a twist? Because, well, it, how is it not a twist? It, his own brief had told him to, he was going to ask him to say he was going to be guilty. It wasn't a twist, it was more of a shock. It was okay, I'll, I'll admit to, okay, I will concede that it was more of a shock than a twist. I was not at all um, worried about the fact that they went back to the previous... Uh, case that David Tennant had been in. I think this brings in a lot of good opportunities. A lot was made of that case in Broadchurch that wasn't ever really revealed. We didn't know the circumstances around it. We just knew that it didn't end very well. Um, oh, by the way, this summer I'm going to go to Broadchurch. No, you'll be murdered. I had no problems with the music. I know that Matt, that Luke has written in his article that there was nothing wrong with the acting, and I would concur with that. I still think Olivia, well, Olivia and David worked very well together. Uh, let me praise it for a second. The yeah. best scene... Well, there's two things I thought were really good about it. One, it looked fantastic in HD. The cinematography was fantastic. Yeah. The coastline is great. I think it's a great setting for a show. And the best scene of the whole hour was Olivia Coleman and David Tennant in that ladies toilet that was yeah. the best scene of the whole thing uh, i think the acting from the two lawyers i like awful. that no I, i'm gonna jump in here Luke. I, they were I, I i liked both um um uh, marianne jean baptiste and charlotte rampling uh, i thought oh. they were they were well built up there especially charlotte rampling her sort of the way yeah. they built this character up and you know you've got the intrigue there of obviously she's got something but isn't that right. all a little bit too convenient? That hang on, this yeah, but you is... can say that about any drama. I think you've got a problem with this based on the fact that you don't think it should have happened in the first place, no, and you're picking you're picking up every little thing. Whereas in other dramas, you would have left. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. 
Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Them alone. No, I think that's your general problem with it. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> it's over round. Yeah, 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 but I think that's your problem with it. I mean, I didn't like it as much as Gary did. I have to say I was on the fence. But I think you're picking up on every single thing. A, because ITV were so secretive with it and didn't reveal yeah. much ahead of time. And yeah. B, because you don't think that there should have been a second series in the first place. And no, I ITV... like the little bit. I like the new characters. I like the new actors. I don't think they should be carrying on the Joe Miller thing. Mm. But as they are, I think they're doing it with, you know, decent talent in these new roles of these two barristers. And I, I, I say that that... That bit, I've got no problem with it. I mean, I, I think bringing back all the characters apart from Tennant and Coleman might have been a mistake. I don't like the I don't the... think they'll all be in it for that long, though. Oh, I think they will. Oh, they will. Yeah. They will. I, I kind mean... of get the impression that as they move forward with the storylines, that, that I think particularly Arthur Darville's character will, will be... No, see, that's my problem. I don't... Well, like Matt was saying, I don't think they are going to move forward. I no. don't think we're going to be sort of stuck in this where they're doing the trial and the but I, I unlike you trial. I'm going to reserve judgment I think yeah. for now I, I'd like to see where it goes I'm, I'm going into it with as clear a mind as I can which I think is yeah. more than Luke is doing yeah. yeah. Well, no, because I, I think the point of the second series is for character development story development mm. but when you've had an ending but to a, when you're to jumping on mystery. the new characters without knowing much about them I think you know that's that's something that you wouldn't do if it was a second series of something else because it's a second series of Broadchurch which you don't think should be coming back. The the, the big problem was Chris Chibnall went around during series one saying this is it, there's only going to be one series. I agree in the sense that he obviously knew that wasn't true. He knew or he was approached by ITV at some point saying is there any way you can do a second series, this thing is blowing up. If only you can give us a second series. And I think what he's doing is he's taking a different thing. He can't do another Who Done It. No, it's I been wouldn't done. Want to. The only, I mean, I think what would have been worse would be if there'd been another murder in Broadchurch, because then it just turns into another Midsummer. Mm, you yeah. know, I mean, or, or another place in the country where there's. And I don't I think would, it's realistic. I, would I think have what's less realistic of a problem is, with it is if they if if they did say, look, this has done really well. We bought it back because it did well, because the audience loved it. Instead, what they've done is said, here's your closure, and then, oh no, your closure's gone. No, 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 the but you're lo- the beginning. Looking, I, I, I think you're looking at it wrong. There's no such thing as closure in a murder case when the murderer is the husband and good friend of your of the police officer and, and, and the good what? friend of the family. I think you are looking at what is quite a common fallout if this, you know, for this kind of situation. What I thought was the biggest sort of clangor within all of it was the um, exhuming of the body. 
that scene just seems to be in there for sort of shock value rather than anything mm. else. And I yeah, think... but again, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, it's it was quite predictable if you're going to pick apart the the case that they had. Mm. But I just think but... I mean it's it's not a believable element of you know they wouldn't have just done it without informing the family first. I think that's mm. the one thing that I think yeah, I've okay. an issue but, with. It, it, it... Yeah, there there are a lot of people criticising yeah. Christian Vell on that, Twitter about I the lack the of legal thing. proceedings. But then, once again, yeah. it's a TV show. But even it's though not it's, real it's life. Still, yeah, but it still has a basis within reality. And I think some of the things yeah. Luke has said, I think it's going a bit too far. But at the same time, that there were criticisms that I had on it. I think I'm sitting somewhere in the middle of where you Ooh. two are. But okay. I think it could go either way at the moment. But I, I think there are certain things that are pointing towards... You know, we're just continuing this for its own sake, and there's there's stuff pointing towards this might be an interesting series. So for now, I think it's it's a case of give it a couple of episodes to see exactly where it goes, and and we'll we'll judge it from there. Let's talk about something a bit more upbeat, uplifting. The Undateables, the worst thing about it is still the title. Mm. Uh, but Matt, what do you think? I like it. I find it is very uplifting. And I think all the characters in this first one were given equal time. Whereas in the past, sometimes yes, one has been given less time. I still think that they could do it easily with two rather than three. Mm. Um, I, I like the... The, the guy with the stammer. And he his obsession with shoulders. Creepy, I found him creepy. And the girl, I like the fact that the girl with the um, well, I, don't, I can't remember what it was called now. The genetic. Oh, I'd have to look problem that, up, yeah, that she had. Um, so, and yeah. she sort of found her self confidence, wasn't it? I mean, hers was the one I where really she was she wasn't sure if she could carry on the relationship with the guy. You know, she wasn't sure, but she mm. she got that confidence to know that she'd be able to go on I another really date. I admired her because yeah. she. She what she didn't do the usual thing. She led the conversation. Mm. It was obvious she was so nervous. I was really on her side. And the thing is, it does a great thing. The undateable. Yeah, I was... it makes you. It makes you will for these mm. people that are, that are obviously uh, so uncomfortable in themselves. And another and the good thing as well that they do is that I I've noticed this certainly with this episode. It might be a new thing. This series is that they start by highlighting a positive of mm. these people who have obviously got things wrong with them whereas it was the you know the guy the uh, Alex I think his name was had um you know you saw him first driving his car you yeah. saw the girl doing the you know the uh, was it on a quad bike or something yeah. and yeah, you saw the guy with his bits hanging out it it seems to be people saying is it all right that I laugh at the undateables? Of mm. course it is. Yeah, I mean, I this is it, they. They. I basically, I think the program is saying these are these people are the same as us. They've got little quirks, yeah. little ticks. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of demystifying people with you know mental and physical illnesses. I would say I do wish that they they hadn't gone with the title they've gone for yeah. because it it's still even though it's been on since like 2011 now. It's still great on me, the title. I just think it does the whole show a disservice, and it does the people that are on it a disservice. It's an awful title. Yeah. And it's a particularly we... Channel 4 title. Shall we carry on, on to the Wait, other Channel 4 factual that we've had on it this week? 
the return of 24 Hours in Police Custody. Now, much like 24 Hours in A&E, it doesn't seem a long time since this was on, but it's back. For those that haven't watched it, 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 it bases around the premise that police have 24 hours to, to question a witness, sorry, a suspect, before charging them. So it uses that very useful premise. I to, think to in this charge. one as well, what I liked about that central concept was the fact that he was rushing to get the charge bumped mm. up from yes. something to something else before well, and it was like with 35 minutes left on the clock as well wasn't it yeah i i also thought what was very interesting was the scenes where where you got him saying look we have to consider the fact that because of the injuries that both parties have sustained if we push for this too quickly we won't get the right information and the right conviction that he had to wait for both witnesses and both people to recover sufficiently uh, in order to be able to question them with enough information and obviously they've got the sort of more lighter side of it as well because the couple involved had well we thought they were hamsters and they had to well, let, well let's let's not ruin that for luke they get the they ham- were well they had to get the hamsters. hamsters out of the house to you know the hamsters needed to be fed and watered and that was a sort of comedy subplot this is another plus point for the fixed rig show then isn't it yeah it's just and they're already trailing the um the right. the one set in the tribe which i'm really intrigued by uh, but 24 hours in police custody. They, ma- I think Matt told me they made 20 of them. Yeah. And I've seen uh, six. So we've got a while to go. I'd, I'd be quite happy if they took another break and, 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 you know, left it for a couple of weeks and came back. But um, I'm glad it's back and, you know, it makes up a very good start to the week with me uh, with, with other shows that we're coming on to in a moment. There were some dollar episodes in the first series, weren't there? I yeah, I mean, I only watched one and two, and one I really, really enjoyed. Two made me sort of not want to watch the rest of the series. When they've got a case that you, you know, you're really um, involved in, it is, you know, it's one of the best documentary series on yeah, TV. I, I, I think there were a lot of strong stories last year, personally. I watched the whole six episodes, or was it eight, six or eight in the end? It was five. It was five. I watched. I watched all five, and. I, I really enjoyed them all. There was elements of difference in each one. They kind of followed a different part of the police state, police force, whether it be robbery, whether it be uh, theft, or whether it had been uh, violence, violence against Muslims, violence, you know, and things like that, all of which are pertinent to that area of the country. Um, so I thought it was all very good. I, I And they dealt with domestic abuse as well, didn't they, very, very delicately. Um, so, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. As well as spending 24 hours in police custody, we also uh, saw the welcome return of Mark from the hotel in series four of the hotel in a different hotel than the previous hotel in the hotel. Um, (laughs) And although it feels, as Matt is about to say, I'm sure, although it feels contrived and a little bit flung together because Mark from the hotel in the first hotel was so, you know... Well, it was the second hotel. Because yeah, well, yeah, it was no. series one of the hotel was the a Dums- different hotel. I, lo- yeah, I, I love the Dums and Dean, but yeah, series one of the hotel was a different hotel to the hotel that's a different hotel in this hotel, even though it's the same person um, working in the hotel. Uh, it's a little contrived. We see Mark again brought in to sort of bring new life, entertainment manager, isn't he? Into the Cavendish Hotel in Torquay again. Elements of it were a little contrived, like bringing. Mark's sidekick Alison in because mm. they work so well together. Does she not but have I... a job now? No. She's like, no, she... Alison just turns up. Yeah, she's <laughs> just there. Um, but although it was contrived and no one is out to say otherwise, it's still 
unmissable for me. I still think it's hilarious. Yeah, it's endearing. It's very British. Yeah, much like the Undateables, it is an, it's, mm. and it's another channel for And I like yeah. the focus on the uh, guests in the hotel. It's a nice touch, so it's not all just Mark. I, I like the the second episode more than the first. I thought the stuff with yeah. the the being in the uh, building the biggest scone, firstly in Britain, and then it just turned out to Torquay's biggest scone. Uh, I, I thought bits of it, the most contrived bit for me was in the first episode with you know the barman's real dislike mm. for Mark. I think that was certainly amped up a bit too much for me. Well, yeah, and I well, yeah. I think they wanted to put a bit of yeah you know, tension tension in there because obviously he's he's somebody who ran a hotel who's now working in a hotel and that's a whole different life for for him so I think they wanted to point that out but again it's just got this charm to it that so much of TV is lacking that I just I you know got I gravitate towards it's another one of those shows that could be on for ten twelve weeks I wouldn't tire of it I just think. It focuses on the decency in life today, which we don't see enough of on telly nowadays, and it, it's just really warm. And Mark is a great TV personality. All that I hope, and I know it's probably going to happen, but all that I hope is he doesn't turn, you know, turn up in an I'm a celebrity or a or a Big Brother. Cause yeah. It would ruin it. It would ruin him for me. He's got to stay. The only thing I I I I have him on was come dine with me because I think he'd be quite good on that. Something that Matt didn't fancy, uh, that Matt, G- Gary and I did, so um, we watched it. Silent Witness was back. Now, here's a controversial comment that was agreed by me, uh, by a lot of people actually on Twitter. There was more tension, excitement and edge of the, seats mo- edge of the seat moments in last night's opening episode of Silent Witness than in the whole hour of Broadchurch on Monday. I stand by it. It was really gripping, really suspenseful. And genuinely shocking in places. It was an episode that focused entirely on a sniper um, and the effects that they had on the on the area. There were some really brutal, shocking moments in there. They didn't shy away from anything. Uh, Gary, you sort of got into Silent Witness last year, was it? Well, I've 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 always watched the odd episode. I think I think what I've been is what you call an occasional viewer of Silent Witness. And to be honest, what I end up watching the most is the first doubleheader because in in the recent couple of years that I've watched it, the best stories have always been the first one. I remember a brilliant one where there wasn't like a siege at a school. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! We could talk about that for another hour. That was it, really good. Yeah, and that was the first one. And then there was a, like a World War Two bomber plane being found or something. That was another one, I think. And 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 this is an excellent. I mean, this is this is loosely based on the Washington sniper. Uh, that was a real story a few years ago, and I think the ending is going to go in a similar way. But obviously, I'll leave that for tonight's second part, which I'll watch. Now, I, I don't agree that there was more tension and intrigue in this in Broadchurch, but we're not going back into that argument. But I will say this was a very good episode. I really liked the uh, new lead detective. Um, yeah, well, like, sadly, they're not in it. You know. No, she's probably only going to be in the double header this week, isn't yeah, she? She's not likely to be. What they to do. But I thought but it was very good, and it was very. I don't, I don't know if you now that you've seen a few American dramas and cop shows. Do you not think she was doing more of an American style of profiling rather than yeah, the sort of yeah. British style of? And you know, there was the wonderful tension as well of the um, the media officer, which I really liked. You know, the idea that this media person said in 2015, you can't say no comment to anything in an interview, um, which I thought was very good. I think when Silent Witness gets it right, and I'm, I'm, you know, they don't get it right all the time. There are no. some real 
it's really slow sort of not get going episodes. I think last year was not a particularly strong year for it. Uh, but when it gets it right and when all the, the pieces fall into place, it is by far the best of the I, long run of I BBC think, One drama. I think the reason they do it and they, when they do it and they do it well is when they can do these things when the the pathologist department fits in so well with the rest of the the detective. Yeah. I think the reason I didn't like the Amanda Redmond one was because it was based oh, Burton. on Burton. You did this Burton. last year. You did, did the I? exact same well, thing. I'm, I'm consistent, if nothing At else. At least he's consistently bad. I'm yeah. consistently bad. I'm doing like a time hop for those people who uh, listened last year. Um, yeah. And I'm saying that when it was Amanda Burton, it was much more. She was the pathologist. And she almost doing the investigations from there and that's wrong that's not how it happens um so for me that kind of suspension of discipline i couldn't get past that whereas i can deal with them being part of the investigative team also i like i like the fact that it's been able to reinvent itself so many times it's yeah more rele- it's more relevant than the new tricks although it doesn't do as well as new tricks well there's had as many mini characters now as new tricks yeah. haven't they or vice versa you know and finally, uh, Last Tango in Halifax, the third series of the uh, drama from Sally Wainwright. Read her interview with me on the website now. Thank you very much, Sally, for agreeing to that again. Um, I think this is still very, very good. The characters are just... We, we know them so well. I believe every word they say. There's not a, There's not a moment in Last Tango that I don't believe. I think it's warm. I think Sunday night is exactly the right place for it. I think it's a show that only the UK could do, and we do it so well. Sally Wainwright, obviously, you get a sense from all of her scripts that she just knows where she's going. And even if you doubt her for a second, you know that she's mm. she knows where she's taking these And stories. I'm going to jump in there, because I was a bit sh- sceptical of the first episode where they introduced Rupert Graves as Ooh. the... Uh, what? No, I'm just saying tension, right. tension right. between you two on Lars Halifax. The Lars Halifax. It's not a bank. It's not the bank. Yeah. I was going to say you could do a Canadian version. Last Halifax, last Tango in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'll, I'll put that to her for next. It's year, not about a orange-based drink in the vending machine at a popular bank. Oh, um, I don't know. But they they introduced Rupert Graves as the sort of secret love child of Derek Jacobi's character, who you know he didn't know about, and I just thought, oh, this is a you know this is a sort of clangy plot device uh, to you know put a wedge between Alan and Celia. But the second episode, I really got into it, and it's the actors, it's the writing, it's everything, yeah, and it's everything just gels. Yeah. So- and that's why I think you should give Broadchurch a chance because I thought similarly to the first episode of Broadchurch, uh, first episode of Last Tango, as you did to Broadchurch, same. Give it a chance. Uh, Matt, would you say what's on later? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so Thursday, uh, Death in Paradise returns for a fourth series with uh, Chris Marshall uh, as Di Humphrey Goodman. So more fun in the sun, or not if you the murder victim. Uh, <laughs> No, you still get to go out there. Also, See, that's like a place like Midsummer, mid- yeah. mid- mid- Summer, isn't it? Ep 2, Lucy Beale. No. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's where she's been. Is she, now, is she, I don't think it's a spoiler. Is she killed? I in, don't know. I haven't seen it, but I've seen her in the um. Oh, if she's the killed, preview. then I'm, I'm, I just don't think there's any hope for her ever. 
Um, the Super Rich and Us, which is uh, part of BBC Two's uh, Rich Britain series. One that is on Gary's PVR already. Uh, Sex Party Secrets on Channel 4. Oh. Tell me you won't be watching it as well, though. I won't be watching it. I won't be watching okay, it. <laughs> I might be watching Crims, the new sitcom on BBC Three, which some people who've seen it have been uh, bigging it up on Twitter. So we might uh, have a look at that. Channel Four has bringing back its sort of comedy lineup with eight out of ten cats does Countdown at nine, followed by the last leg at ten. That's on Friday. They're, they're can I can I just shows, ask? Sorry, gone. Um, am I supposed to find eight out of ten cats? Is it so? It, it's it's supposed to be done for comedy, right? It's not yeah. the proper game show. No, of course not. That's but, but it is confusing because they <laughs> take it quite seriously and do it. But I I I like it, but I'm not sh- sure why. It's like a celebrity version of like Pointless yeah, it's just, it's or The just, Chase or something. Yeah, no, but it's not because it's not Nick Hewer and it's not. I don't so know. It's everyone else. It's funny sure. because they take it seriously, I mm. think. If they didn't take it seriously and just messed about for an hour, I wouldn't have the that's time like a sp- it, but... I mean, some of the yeah. guests they have on don't take it seriously, do they? No, but... no that's uh, true. No. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Sat- Saturday night, BBC have got a weird, like, magic best of. That is weird. That yeah. is weird. Now you yeah. see it at 6.30. Uh... I bet most people won't, though. No. no. But the thing is, is that I grew up in the era where Paul Daniels was getting 20 million on Saturday nights. So there is a, there is there was an audience for magic on the BBC. No, he gets twenty pounds if he's lucky. Well, yeah, uh, if he's lucky. Uh, and the aforementioned The Voice UK uh, returns na, 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 na. seven p.m. Uh, with the inclusion of uh, the revealing Rita Ora uh, joining Will I Am, Sir Tom Jones, and Ricky Wilson. Uh, also up against it, ITV's uh, you know chance to put the boot into BBC One, is a remake of Stars in Their Eyes, hosted by oh, Harry Hill. Former winner, Harry Hill. Who was Jarvis Cocker on it? Uh, that was actual Jarvis oh, Cocker. Jarvis Cocker yeah, was um, Rolf Harris. That's it. We can't oh, show sorry, that one. That one's on now. And um, Spiral, the French drama, returns BBC Four, 9pm Saturday. Moving to Monday, uh, Mel and Sue. I've got a new ITV daytime chat show at 4pm. Yes. Um, okay. If you want to, uh, you can like us on Facebook. We haven't had a like yet this year. It's disgraceful. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash the custard TV. We'd love to have your like added to our list. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. Gary is... At The Gary Show. Matt is... At Matt's TV Bites. And I am at Luke Custard TV. You can download... This podcast from the website, thecustardtv.com. You can subscribe on iTunes so it gets delivered to your MP3 player of choice. Gary, are we going to continue the singing in 2015? That's what people want to know. Well, there's only one way to find out, Luke, and that's to count me in. Three. No. Five, six, seven, seven, eight. We close our eyes, we never lose a game. Imagination never lets us take the blame. We close our eyes to see the final frame. We close our eyes to see time, to see time slipping away. Oh, it was so good until the end. Yeah, I missed it. Thank up. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.